What's happening? This is Poder Podcast. Your host, Sergio Lagunas. On this podcast, we feature influential and powerful leaders with their own unique stories on art, music, education, and influence. So listen to these stories to find out their source of poder. Welcome to another episode of Poder Podcast. Today we have our media intern who's going to talk about what's going on with her life and how she helps with her role connecting our podcast with potential guests on our show. So I'm going to ask her a few questions and she's going to follow up with us on what's happening. She is actually my cousin. Her name is Lisette Evangelista and she also is an artist in the community and has participated in many shows. Where do you find your inspiration to uh, to be an artist? Was this something that was in your early childhood? Yes, so my inspiration comes from mainly just life events, music, maybe a couple movies. What kind of music? Uh, kind of music? Pretty much everything. I was influenced by Spanish music, a lot of... Uh, a lot of hip-hop, underground hip-hop. What artists specifically? Um, like Immortal Technique, mm. Atmosphere. Do you listen to rock? Rock music, of course. Rock music. I listen to a lot of uh, The White Stripes, Smashing Pumpkins, Cranberries. Is this something that you picked up in middle school? Yeah, interestingly enough, I did not get to listen to rock music up until maybe my 7th grade of junior high. Before that, my mom told me that rock music was the devil, so <laughs> no yeah. lie, no lie. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was Burbitim, like, music, this music is the devil. Yeah, and some people actually believe it is. So. Do you, I know a lot of people don't listen to the lyrics, but do you listen to the lyrics and what, what do you get from that when it comes to music? For me, when I listen to music, I, I split it up. There's the production of the music and then there's the lyrics of it. If you were to take a song out and just listen to the lyrics, it's totally different. It has like a different impact on you opposed when you just listen to the pure beat. That's why a lot of people, when they listen to a song, they're like, oh, I like this song. And then like later they're like, oh, it says that? I didn't know it said that. Like reggaeton? <laughs> like reggaeton, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're dancing. And then like years later, you're like, wait, what? This song's not about gasolina. What are you talking about? You know? What is you talking about? I know. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So we are in your room and you have nothing but walls full of paint you even did your own mural about like a tree tell us what's going on here and why i see an overarching theme of bright colors a lot of blues uh mystical very universe type of abstractness so tell us about this abstract mind of yours yeah so pretty much what you're trying to say is pretty trippy if you look at it it's just trippy um Funny enough, I wear black all the time, so you wouldn't think that I'm a very colorful person. You, if you were to see me, you'd be like, oh, like, you know, she's, she's like... A Mexicoth? Mexicoth, yeah. <laughs> like it says on your Instagram? <laughs> yeah, Mexicoth. And uh, that's kind of like a term I just made up because I like the whole, like, culture mixing with, like, you know, kind of like a melting pot kind of thing. That's what we are because being Mexican-American, you're not... Mexican and you're not American you're kind of like both and then I feel like that's what I am with 
you know, how I represent myself. It's it's not goth, but it's not like Mexican. It's kind of like like in between, like kind of mix of both. And I think that kind of shows in my art. I wouldn't really be able to say, I really wouldn't be able to say that it's specifically one thing, but it does kind of lean towards kind of psychedelic, you know, colorful kind of bomb explosion. I, I wouldn't know. You, you kind of just have to see it for yourself. Okay, so there's this uh, theoretical framework where it describes intersectionality. Are you familiar with that? And it talks about just that. Like, you're not just one layer. There's so many layers to a person. Like Yeah, kind of like an onion, but I'm like a mispero. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one layer in the mispero. Yeah. For those that don't know, we have a tree out here. <laughs> and if you're an Oxnard, it's very likely oh, yeah. that you have a tree of mispero. Yeah, it's basically a Japanese tree or a Is it? East Asian what? tree. And... It has somebody brought it to the United States and Mexico. Anyway. Kind of like you're cool. <laughs> so tell us about these art shows that happen. And, you know, I recently came to an art show not too long ago and I bought some prints and got to know some people that I'd never met before in the art scene in Ventura. And, you know, if it wasn't for your influence in that, I would never be considering going to these local art shows. How did you get started in, in networking with these folks? All right, so for me, I started doing art at a young age, but I never really put it out just because it's it's kind of one of those things that you don't really think about, like, oh, I can actually make money out of art or people actually want to see my stuff. So it wasn't until maybe I want to say two years and a half or maybe three years ago, I started actually like showing my stuff just on pure social media or like going to these things that they have print exchanges. That was my first one. What is a print exchange? Can you explain that? So it's um, pretty much what it says. It's a print exchange. As an artist, you come and you bring your own art. It could be a print. And you exchange it for either other artist prints or beer. Because it is at a brewery. <laughs> so Usually you know. at a brewery. Why yeah. is that? That it's always at a brewery? Is... Um, I think it's just because it's more easier for people our age to go and to mingle around i would i don't know well personally like a safe spot i think so just something public you know everyone's out of work by nine you know you want to go and just relax and talk about stuff like what kind of topics do you usually talk about pretty much the art and then you talk about always music because every time you go to one of these print exchanges there's always always music like some kind of local artist so you get to meet a lot of people and network there and that's actually how i started making these art shows and getting to network with people is through my first print exchange which was at topa topa and ventura okay and where do you draw these ideas because you you're a person that's full of ideas and you know, I myself, I have always all these ideas. Uh, do you consider yourself a creative person? Mm, I do. But like everyone, we get writer's block. I don't know if that's the same term for, you know, artists. Like an artist block? An artist block, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think even though if you like doing things that are not like literature... Even literature, I think, as long as you just keep doing something, something will come out of it, you know. And that's that's what I do. For now, I'm always I'm always doing something. If I'm not doing if I'm not doing art, 
and I'm not, you know, trying to network with people, then I'm doing music or I'm trying to be out and kind of, I wouldn't say like a social butterfly because I wouldn't really consider myself as a social butterfly. What do you consider yourself? I kind of consider myself more like that kind of loner kid in the corner, just like. (laughs) With one earbud in. No, no, not an earbud. No, that's only when I go run. No, um, but just kind of like more like observing. I like to observe things and like think, oh, why is this happening? And like, how did that become or how did that get to that point? But I do like to observe. I feel like if I were to say something, it's because I have some substance or some kind of, you know, information that I need to communicate. Other than that, I won't, I won't just like talk just to talk. Unless, like, I really just had to talk to talk. Like, when you're trying to go to a job interview and talk about yourself, other than that. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a long-term process. You observe something repeatedly and then, you know what? I got something to say about this because I've seen it so many times. Yeah, and because I'm going to back it up with something else. You know, I heard someone say that if you're going to complain about something, you better complain about it and have um, a way to fix it. Oh, like a solution. A solution to it. to it. Don't just complain. And I, I really like that mentality. Yeah. The, and speaking of mentality and rituals, uh, what kind of ritual do you have? Do you have any rituals? Like at night, I always do this. You know how some people pray. Uh, do you have something similar? I shower on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, rituals. Ah. <laughs> but on, on the Sundays. order end before heading out. Um, All right, since we're going that way, tell us about your hair. Everywhere um, we go, everywhere you go, I I always see people say, oh, my God, I love her hair. And you always do little tutorials like, this is how you do it. This is pretty much what you do. Tell tell us about your hair and tell us how it got to where it is right now. (laughs) We got to hear that story. You guys got to see my hair. It's like so uneven. (laughs) Okay, first tell us about how you... How you get that attention? What it is that you do to your hair? Uh, okay, so first off, I don't do it for the attention. I do it because I like to experiment. I like to try new things, right? So ever since I can remember, I always liked people's different hairstyles, right? You know how there's, there's straight blonde hair, there's curly. thick, curly, like curly hair, there's red hair, there's, you know, brunettes, there's different type of brown. So I was like... Okay, when I was younger, I didn't know how people got this type of hair, right? So now that you grow up, you're like, oh, they diet, they use these products, they do all this stuff. So I wanted, obviously, because, you know, when you're little, you're, you know, they put it in your mind that, oh, blonde. Blonde is like, you're supposed to be blonde and white, you know, right? So I always (laughs) wanted blonde hair, but not like blonde hair. I wanted like bleached blonde hair, right? So I always bleached my hair and I would always go to Sally's and buy the bleach and do it by myself. And eventually by like, Messing up my hair so much, I ended up learning how to bleach my hair. So since, I want to say high school, I've been bleaching my hair. And now, um, I just pretty much became undecisive because I love my natural hair color. But since I've been bleaching it, it's going to become a little bit addicting. You know, bleach. What do you mean by addicting? Like, it's addicting. You're addicted to bleach? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen that in MTV. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's addicting, dude. Like, like I don't know. Like, guys, getting, getting haircuts and getting, like, these nice haircuts. 
you clean know, fade. like a clean fade, you know, it feels good. Like you walk out uh, like the barbershop and you're like, I look good. I have a I clean fade. I look fresh, right? Snapchat that, send it to your friends yeah. so they can validate you like, yeah, positive affirmations. <laughs> positive affirmations. I started bleaching it and then I'm like, I can do anything to my hair, you know, and it doesn't matter because if it dies, I can, it'll grow back and I can just try something different or I can dye it back to black. So I wanted to keep bleaching my hair, but with blonde hair it's just so much damage like no one tells you how much damage there is but there's so much damage and i didn't want to bleach my hair anymore so half of my hair is like down to my waist and then the other half it's like up to my shoulder so, how did that happen <laughs> so oh my god Another was that on story. purpose oh uh, no <laughs> no all right tell us okay so my hair happened? was my hair is pretty even right it was like up to i want to say like my ribs and it was like pretty even I hadn't bleached it like fully like in a while and I was like hey you know I want to go back to bleach so I went to my friend because literally when I do it myself it takes five hours to bleach my hair and I'm like I do not want to like waste five hours of my time bleaching my hair so I went to my friend and it ended up taking five hours anyways and I ended up paying her and the down thing about it was that when we went she didn't measured a developer or she didn't use the right developer so what is a developer developer is like the potency of the the chemical that goes into the bleach because there's two there's the powder bleach and then there's the developer so depending on how strong you want it to be you use a certain developer there's like a 40 30 20 and down to 10 so if you were, your hair is already bleached you're supposed to use depending on how how messed up your hair is pretty much um uh, you're supposed to use like 20 or 10 and for 40 you technically use that on like black like jet black hair that you know so she used the 40 on my roots which was fine because you know they lifted right away they got like super bleach but then i don't know if she forgot or she just didn't measure how damaged my hair was that when she went with the 40 on my regular already bleached hair and you got to take in consideration i've been bleaching my hair for like a long time it just like fell like my hair like melted like right off like spaghetti like have you ever like grabbed spaghetti off like the pot and like it all starts like just dripping down like that like, oh my god yeah and i was like i'm going bald <laughs> <laughs> you got scared i got so scared you know oh no and like and i was like you know what like as long as it's not from my scalp it's fine i'll grow back so i just told her just like make it even and just leave it like that is it true what i heard that you try to put a, a wig or extensions to I try did. to match it did you just <laughs> like did. completely give up on that yeah, I just, no, extensions are a pain in the butt. Am I allowed to say that? They're not the business? <laughs> no, it's, it's, like, have you ever pulled one of your little arm hairs? And you know how it's like, you have that feeling that something's tugging on you or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like that, but like on your scalp. It's really uncomfortable. Interesting. Yeah. And tell us about school. Are, are you currently in school right now? I am. I'm about to graduate in May. What are you studying? Film and television. So, <laughs> film and television, why Why that? I started going, okay, I changed my major like about three or four times. Is that a normal thing that students do? Yeah, yeah, they changed their major a couple of times. And I'm really happy that I changed it right now that I'm in community college because it's not as expensive. But I did, I changed it going from theater major to a music major to a business major and then finally to a film and film major. And that transition, uh, what enlightened you to go towards that route? 
I was doing my business classes and I had to take a history class, I think. And I ended up taking history of film and TV. And then after that, I was like, this is something that I feel really passionate about. And I've never felt about that. Like, like that about something. So, mm. What kind of movies are you into? Interestingly enough, I like weird movies. What do you mean by weird? Like avant-garde? Like international? Yeah, like my my go-to movie. Like my favorite movie is The Fifth Old Element. Time. The Fifth Element. Old-time like, favorite. I like a lot of sci-fi stuff. Are you a fan of like Bruce Willis? Is that why? Yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah. I like Bruce Willis too. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. But tell us more about what intrigues you about the fifth element. The whole idea that's futuristic, I love anything that's futuristic. Also, the main character is a girl. So she's like a, the heroine, you would say. And then the co-star obviously is like Bruce Willis. He's cool. And watching the movie, you think that the movie is like about Bruce Willis, but it's not. And it's in the future. They have... The soundtrack's pretty cool. It's like kind of like opera, makes like techno. I don't know how to describe it. No. The costumes are like super cool. And then the story is awesome, which is about, if you haven't seen it, it's about this girl, which is like the supreme being, like the one, if you've seen The Matrix. Um, she comes to save the earth, but no one knows that she's here to save the earth. So Bruce Willis thinks he's the one that's supposed to save the Earth, right? <laughs> so like, of course, the he, male the, yeah, the perspective. Guy. Oh, I gotta save. Yeah, the guy. Th the guy thinks like, oh, I'm gonna save her and I'm gonna save the world, but it's actually the other way around. It's the girl's gonna save the guy and the world, and in the end, she does. So I really like that movie. And then uh, what's his name? Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker's <laughs> in there. He wears some ridiculous outfits, and I love it. Like leopard. Yeah, leopard leotard with yeah. his like little loofah and his oh, hair. Oh my god. Such a good movie. You gotta watch it. Yeah. The Fifth Element. Fifth I, I like that movie too. I like how... I, I have a good taste of sci-fi, futuristic films. Because it tells us like... Uh, no matter where you are in the future, you still have those human traits, humanistic characteristics. No matter <laughs> what you do, you, your heart is still gonna feel a certain way. Your body's still fragile. Mm-hmm. Even with advancements in genetics, you're you're still gonna be human, even no matter what your environment is. Yeah, yeah, and even him, like he was supposed to be the hero, like in his job, when his job in the movie, he got laid off from his work, and uh, he was in like a veteran, a vet, right? He was in the army or something. Yeah, he was a laid off vet, and I think a lot of movies that are still futuristic, you can still relate to them, like now. All right, I think it's time for the question. What is your source of poder? Where do you find this power to be observant, to be influential? I see that you just marked 900 Instagram followers organically. And where do you find this source of inspiration that keeps you going and persisting in your film major at school, your art, uh, filming ventures? What is it? What drives you? I think it has to be my culture and my family. And then from there, it has to be my own sense of uniqueness. Tell us about that. So most of the times growing up, you see a lot of uh, trends and, and things that you're supposed to like and follow and all of that. And I I try to dabble into it, you know, kind of be like, oh, what are, you know, because everyone's curious. Everyone wants to know, like, oh, what, what are they talking about? Or like, what is this thing? So I try to be into it and like 
right away. I was like, uh-uh, this isn't for me. You know, I don't like this. Like, why? Like, it didn't make sense. Like, why are you following what everyone else is doing? That, that just, it doesn't make sense to me. And still right now, like, it always baffles me. Like, why do people do that? But, uh, no, I, I always wanted to do what I wanted to do, what I liked, what I find appealing. And I, I feel like that is what drives me. And I feel like my culture has a lot of that uniqueness because when you think of Mexican, like for me, I don't think just like a sombrero and like a mustache. I think of like food. I think of like all these different like like textures, colors, like all these plants, all these animals, like all these different places. Like for instance, my dad's from Guadalajara and they're known for mariachi and like florico and like you know, it's a big city. And then my mom's from Cuernavaca, which is only like, on the bus, it's like eight hours difference. And it's two total different places, even though they're both in Mexico. My mom's from like a big city, you know, a lot of hills, like to get around there, you need a taxi everywhere. Like people talk different there. They're more laid back. You know, they steal your wallets from there, <laughs> from the FA, you know. But yeah, it's like so different. And my dad's from like a small ranchito, you know, everyone knows each other there. Like people's grandparents know like other people's grandparents and they know the people that are here in the U.S. You know, it's two different worlds here in the U.S. and in Mexico. But when it's like, once I go to Mexico, it's two other different worlds there. And I think a lot of people don't see that, that when they just think, oh, Mexican, they just think the stereotypes, you know? And, um, it's... and that ties into your unique perspective. I was like, okay, don't see me just as a Mexican. Don't see mm-hmm. me just as a quote-unquote God. Mm-hmm. See me as a Mexican. And also, look at me for what I don't do, not just for what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I see it uh, growing up and seeing that. You know, you don't really want to follow the trends. And then people call you hipster because... I'm not, I never heard someone call me a hipster. It's the first time. <laughs> I'm not calling you a hipster. <laughs> but that's usually what people define as a hipster. Oh, you're just trying to be unique on purpose. Is that you or, or what is your... No. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to hate on hipsters. But I feel like even hipsters fall in, like, in their own kind of, like... Like a trend? Like... Like a set of values? Kind of. I don't know. It's like, like if you're walking around somewhere and then you're going to be like, oh, that's a hipster. But I feel like if you were to see me walking around, you're like, wait, what is, what is she? That? What is that? <laughs> like, what's going on with her hair? Like, like, I, like she talks, she has a weird accent, you know, but she's dressed in black and she has like black Why do makeup. her teeth look that way? Why do her teeth look like that? Why? What again? <laughs> exactly. You know? And I like that. I like that people question stuff. Like, if I want to hang out, and, like, I want to do something. I want to question things, like, why is this like that? Or when people hang out with me, I want them to question things. Like, even, like, our friendship. Like, why are we friends? Like, how did we get <laughs> like this, you know? I don't want you just to be, like, what's that word? Subservient or something? Like, yeah, like, question stuff. I think that's what's beautiful about life is that you get to see different things and, you know, question things. And the more we question, the more knowledge we gain. And I feel like that is very important now. Because... With technology, we can feel smarter, but we're not wiser. And I feel like wisdom is lacking now, nowadays. Let's conclude this conversation with having you share what's on your mind right now. What do you want to conclude this conversation with? Well, I feel that 
now that I'm older, I can see things clear, but not fully clear because I will never fully stop learning. And that is great. I do feel that the world could be nicer. What do you mean by that? Like kinder. I see a lot of people just too busy kind of with their own lives to kind of stop and stare at and help out other people or do these like little things that could just make someone stay, you know, hold the door for someone or say, say thank you, compliment someone, but like a genuine compliment, something that you like really feel, you know, not just compliment someone to make them feel nice, but like really because you feel like propelled to compliment them. Um, I don't know. I'm like, go, go buy at your local's farm, farmer market or, you know, shop from the, mom pa shops you know try taking a walk one of these things you know watch a sunset or watch a sunrise you know kind of small things that make life i feel that now with technology and social media everyone's kind of wrapped up and like whoa what do people think about me or or what should i do next to make people want to pay attention or something and i think a lot of these times people miss the mark which is just be unique just be yourself and people like-minded will gravitate to you wow that was powerful thank you for sharing those inspirational words yeah no problem thank you thank you for inviting me thank you for listening to poder podcast the podcast con poder i am your host sergio lagunas music is produced by brian avarete please follow us on all social media channels including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, and you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, this is Poder Podcasts.